Welcome to Cancelled! Here we are, episodes 9 and 10 of Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip. These were... Okay, we'll get into it. Uh, <laughs> with me for the duration, Kath Barbadoro. Hi. How you doing? I'm doing all right. Yeah, you got uh, your apartment situation squared away? You flooded a bit? My apartment flooded. Um, I woke up this morning, and first I was worried because I did get drunk last night, and I was like, did I cause this? Yeah, I sure. did not. Yeah, 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 <laughs> so that's Did good. I just leave the shower on all night? <laughs> yeah, I was a little worried. Um, but it got fixed. It got fixed. Everything in my apartment breaks, but they're really good about coming fixing. and fixing oh, okay. it. So well, it's like, it's fine. fine. That'll do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, now, you said you... Okay, I got to get... We'll just ask. You don't have your phone. No, whatever. It's fine. That episode will be fine. You said your email has a two-step verification process? Yeah, Cubis, you got to get on this internet security I mean, password. Train. I've never... My email's never been hacked. It really, mine has been hacked before. Has it been hacked? Or did you think you want an iPad? Like, is that what that... <laughs> is that I don't know. I literally don't know anyone who's trying to hack no, like, the I, secrets gotten, that you have notifications it's like someone tried to access your account in germany oh, and yeah. they and they knew your password weird and so like they can get your password from like key logging or whatever like there's ways to do it two-step verification is you log in with your password and if it's on an unfamiliar machine it'll send you a confirmation code to your phone and then you have to put that in uh, yeah to and uh so i don't have my phone and Chris was very gracious and was like, oh, you can like, have look an iPad up your notes on your we'll iPad. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I can't because I don't have my phone and my notes are in my Gmail because I'm an idiot. too fancy. <laughs> I fucks with that Evernote. Log in real easy. Yeah. I should just All you'll Evernote. ever find in my Evernote is like notes for this podcast, <laughs> terrible joke premises that haven't gone anywhere. <laughs> yeah. And like half thought out set list. That's it. <laughs> uh, you got the show. Your show. I don't know. We normally do plugs at the end, but it's pretty exciting. The show, your TV yeah. show starting soon. Yeah. Yeah. When is when's it actually premiere? Um, well, ATX Uncensored ish. It's called, yeah. It's complicated when it's premiering. Okay. Um, it's called ATX Uncensored ish. It's going to be on uh, the local Austin CW station and also on KXAN. Awesome. And um, yeah, it's really fun. I think it's going really well. I think the people that work on the show are all like really funny, which yeah. is a huge relief because sure. you never fucking know what that's yeah, going to yeah, be yeah. like. Well, it's you and Brian Gar, which is awesome. And then yeah, 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 and like he had a hand in hiring almost all the other people. So I was like, okay, if if he likes them, I'll probably they'll probably be okay. Yeah, and then yeah, like yeah. every we now have the entire crew and everything, and oh, cool. everyone is like great. Like I really like everyone. <laughs> I do like that picture that you pointed out that on the, <laughs> like, on the phone you can't see Brian Gar. Yeah, he's completely cut out of our promo <laughs> it's picture. His show it's kind of awesome. Completely cropped. Uh, they sassed you up, but good there, Kath Barbadoro. Oh yeah, you're looking quite sassy in that picture. Oh my god, there's like a good. I think there's like an eyebrow raise going on. J- Jake Flores pointed out that I'm doing the DreamWorks face, which is <laughs> so so heartbreaking uh, to hear, but true, absolutely true. In our promotional photograph, I am making the sassy DreamWorks face at the camera, and they, man, they wanted me. So in that picture too, yeah. we're all holding drinks, right? Sure. And first, they gave me the sassy drink that Gar is holding yeah. and i was like no yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not holding this fucking cosmopolitan yeah. or whatever this is yeah, yeah. i was like this fucking midori cocktail <laughs> like yeah, yeah, yeah. why can't i just have a beer yeah. and i was like bitching about it so much he was just like fine and like switched them <laughs> it's so funny that gar is holding the fucking yeah he has his pinky anyway. out yeah, yeah. he's like yeah it's it's fine but yeah so our show it's um starting soon Starting soon, either September 14th or September 28th. All right. Well, yeah. I mean, that's easy enough to remember. We'll yeah. figure it out. Uh, all right. Let's get into it. Yeah. Episode 9. Episode okay. Nine. Episode 9 and 10. I feel like these were both kind of lackluster episodes. I agree. I think 9 is my definite least favorite of the ones we've seen so far. Sure. There's really not... 
Not a lot going not on. A lot going on. Oh, yeah, this is the episode. All right. So I, at first I was like, oh, we're going to have a good, I thought it was going to be a Timothy Buffield episode. And it was like, yeah. we're going to get like about like the crew and the, like the production side. And I was like, that could be fun. He does Not- save the day at least. He, what's the worst? The right. dumbest. <laughs> we'll get into it. We'll get into it. <laughs> uh, but it opens and he's like, he's man because the show went like 27 seconds short and uh, or 37 seconds short and fucking Jessica Simpson had to. Had oh to like, God. had a, she had, had to a fill, had a, and... yeah, yeah, yeah. But here's where I get mad. Can you guys stop being dicks to Jessica Simpson? Yeah, there's like nine Jessica Simpson jokes in the first ten minutes of this <laughs> fucking show, and it's like, okay, I get it. Like, we get it. This is probably topical to when she was like said a dumb thing or something. Yeah, but fuck, but man, like, one, like, they're yeah, they're like, oh, she said she's so stupid. She said peace in the Midwest or yeah, something, yeah, which yeah, is like, which is the whole premise. That is. That is like bimbo hack. Like yeah, that's not 100%. Jessica Simpson is a funnier bimbo than that. She would sure. not say peace in the Midwest. I was like very offended by yeah, that. Yeah, I watched that stupid show for a minute. She was funnier. <laughs> yeah. She was a funnier idiot than that. Right. Uh, but yeah, I wrote down twice like I first one note says like that was an entirely unnecessary jab at Jessica Simpson <laughs> and then two notes down it says like hey, can you please stop shitting on Jessica Simpson? Like it's just annoying me. Yeah. It is like constant. In the beginning, I do I do think this little like detective mystery thing that how they find out Ricky and Ron are writing a pilot is kind of cool. Sure, like it's because it's a little insidery like technical stuff, and it's like a sort of because you're like why like what is this what happened? Oh yeah, my god, yeah. they're writing a pilot. So basically, it's like they were on the show uses a forty five second page and yeah well, for writing a minute page. Yeah, so it's like they were using the wrong for they they formatted the script for the episode wrong so everything yeah. ran short. Which like this is a very this show way to reveal this. Because sure. it's like unnecessarily kind of techy inside and, like, baseball inside yeah. but I thought it was cool. Um, but yeah, so they're they're on a different format, and that's how they find out that Ricky they're, Ron. Are- oh, why why were they on the wrong format in the first place? They must be working on something else. It turns Shocker. out they're writing this pilot. Uh, the pilot they're writing is because the Studio 60 used to have the, they still have the rights to this character named Peripheral Vision Man. Yep. Uh, that, like, they're literally like, oh, it's a hundred bucks to renew the rights or whatever, and it ends at midnight, and they're like, oh, well, fucking save your heart, save the money, it's not worth it. That's a terrible idea. Yeah. Which it is. That's a but, dumb character that no one should Fox want. Fox is making a, they have six episodes on the air guarantee pilot <laughs> yeah. for Peripheral Vision Man. <laughs> Ugh. That's like, that is like the shittiest, it's like a, it's like almost like a knock, or a, like a parody of like, uh. What was the SNL sketch? Uh, uh, Mr. No Depth Reception? Yeah. That, yeah. It's like that, but dumber somehow. Even worse. Like, like, even less of a joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but that's like an ongoing... Like, the whole story is like, do we sign the rights and screw over Ricky and Ron or whatever their yeah. names are? Or do we let them go? And they're going to let them go and there's like this bad blood. <laughs> but there's a moment where like, uh, he tells to Ron, he's like, so you're using voiceover? And he's like, yeah. Oh, my to God. Get yeah. the story across. And he's like, don't do voiceover. It's, it doesn't work. Give him a sidekick, like Cataract Kid or some horse <laughs> yeah. like that. And you're like, oh, that's a good note. No, it's not. It's a terrible <laughs> note. Also, like, if you have a six-episode guarantee, like, you're making this pilot and everything, like, 
You're, that would change the entire fucking show. Like, yeah. Also, there's no way they have a six-episode guarantee with A, out-owning the rights to the yeah. character, yeah. or having the pilot written, at least. Yeah, they like, have to have something. They have to have something done. They literally brought nothing to the table. Right, like, if the only thing they're bringing to the table is the promise of this great character, then, like, they're out of luck, because it's a fucking terrible character. Right. We, we are given no other real information about Peripheral Vision Man. Do I need we're any? Just, yeah. Like, it's not going to be a dark to AMC version of that character <laughs> where, like, Brian Cranston's playing. It's just uh, clear that, like, it's, there's, it's like a placeholder. Like, I'm sure he was writing the script. Aaron Sorkin was writing the script and was just like, I'll whatever. think of something later. Yeah, I'll think of something like, better. And then it, it just, just went never, to, it just yeah. was, oh shit, we're shooting? God damn it. <laughs> uh, so that's, like, the one story. The other, there's, like, a couple other stories. Uh, the one is that Sarah Paulson is going to be like doing like I guess like a in maxim, like a, yeah, like a maxim spread or whatever. They don't say the name, but it's like that, that's a, a men's magazine, a, men's a magazine. sexy like cheesecake this episode photo might as well just be called like mansplaining, yeah. Because oh my God. and I hate that like that term's annoying, <laughs> but like the act has to be more annoying. And Jesus Christ! So like the whole it starts with like an intervention. They're like. Uh, D.L. Hughley and the other guy and uh, Nate Cordry are like, we're doing an intervention because we heard you're going to do this uh, fucking magazine layout. They storm in on her naked yeah. and they're like, what's the big deal? Fucking big deal is knock, you assholes. Like, yeah. yeah, and then they're rude. like, well, you got mad when like we saw you in your underwear. Like, How are you going to do this? You barge into her fucking dressing room. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You Context. assholes. Uh, and they're going to save her because what she doesn't know is that they're not just the one in these pictures because she's hot, uh, which she is. Uh, they want these pictures because, like, they think it's hot to see the church girl naked or whatever. Yeah, like, oh, you're going to debase yourself Self and that's or, why yeah, it's yeah, hot. Yeah. The, my least favorite part of this whole... <laughs> The, this we, whole storyline is awful. Of it, it's bad. It is, and it's these like, two episodes are really bad. Sarah Paulson episodes because the yeah, next one are. is just she can't. Oh tell my a god! Joke. Okay, yeah, we'll get to that episode. <laughs> they really are bad. Sarah Paulson episodes. Like she doesn't even save them, and she usually does. Yeah, she's great. She yeah. actually. Well, we'll get we'll get to that next episode because I have she, stuff to say about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, like. So all these different dudes are condescending to her about why she doesn't really want to do it and, like, mm-hmm. why she's lying to herself or whatever. Right. And I think my least favorite part is when T.L. Hughley goes, she's like, well, they want me to be sexy. And he goes, they'll, well, they'll think you're sexy if you're sexy. They won't think you're sexy if you show them your ass. Like, shut up, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck you. Shut up, church fucking grandmother ideas. Yeah. What are you talk- First off, that's, a thou- that's what sexy is now. Is yeah. You can show your ass a little bit. Like, I know what you're talking... I know, like, I, I what you're your getting idea, at, but, like... But that's not... Yeah, you're, yeah. you're... She's doing a fucking men's magazine. Right. It's about showing your ass. Yes. Yeah, a thousand like, percent. It's... You're not gonna... Like, it's not a demure spread of her yeah. in, like, a nice cocktail dress. Yeah. Like, I doubt D.L. Hewley, like, is like, you know, I prefer to leave something to the <laughs> imagination. Like, fuck you, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Like... That was really obnoxious. <laughs> for sure. Also, that the fact... Like, so, like, there's... There's a bunch of these moments where they're like trying to get across the idea, and like he's they're like it's not good for the show. At one point, they say it's not good for the show, and like why? It's like well, because we use you for cover. Yeah, like when like we when we do crazy Christians or fucking Jesus of Nazareth. Uh, <laughs> but uh, they uh, we we can then hide behind you, your Christianity yeah. when people get mad at us. And she and she has a, a decent point. She, of like, that, I was rooting for. Well, her fucking that. pay me then. Like they're yeah. gonna pay me for their exploitation. You might as you, like pay me for that. And she's like, well, well, like, well, you do get paid. No, I they, I get paid to be funny. I don't get paid to be your bodyguard or whatever. Yeah. 
which I was fine with. And I was like, okay, this might be sticking an interesting idea of like, well, we can both exploit each other mutually and we can make some money, whatever. Or but at then, least that they're acknowledging that like that is part that, of her role. For sure. Like something. Yeah. But then again, it has to be shown that nope, by Matt because Matthew Perry's like, you're just doing this because you want to get back at the women of faith. Yeah. people for canceling your fucking concerts or whatever and she's like oh i guess i am yeah well, you i hate that, that he had to yeah, be yeah, right yeah. like yeah. why did he have to be right oh he's he's wildly annoying the entire time oh they're like man they, the 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 like quote-unquote chemistry that they're supposed to have at the end when they're doing that kind of because they're doing like some little banter after that and it's supposed to be cute yeah i was just like Man, I would fucking hate this couple yeah. so goddamn much. Like, it's not even—it's not even that their chemistry doesn't work or anything. It's just like you're—you are horrible. Like, you are obnoxious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, like, I, I, I almost get that you guys would be together because you're both equally obnoxious when you're together. Neither yeah. one of you is more shitty than the other. And like, you're so proud of yourselves about like everything. <laughs> like that, I, I remember writing a note for this episode. This episode in particular. I mean, all Sorkin things ever, but this episode, the script for this episode must have been 200 pages long. It's all. <laughs> it's so much dialogue. It's so much dialogue. Yeah, it's yeah. all walking talks and it's all like <laughs> it really is it, it, all just walking around the whole set the there's entire a, there's show. a scene in the beginning of the episode where they walk from one office <laughs> to the next office that's like share a door and then back again like three <laughs> times yeah. in the course of that one conversation it's insane yeah uh because the other and that's part of the other story which is that uh amanda pete yeah, I yes. always fuck that one up. Uh, Amanda, <laughs> That's your Patricia Clarkson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, well, I always I mix her up with um, uh, what's her name? Uh, not uh, Lake Bell. I almost said Lark. I can see that. Yeah, yeah. There's like that. a there's, uh, Lake they look Bell a is like a, a little more ethnicy. Yes, like she's got more like pronounced features. Uh, anyway, so <laughs> her part of the storyline is that uh, they need to cut the budget because this the Macau yeah. deal is going. I do kind of like that they are like they the episodes te- very often are like. Back like this episode takes starts at the like the end of the episode of in yeah. the show that was starting at the end of the last episode if that makes sense so like the last episode they're going in to do Studio sixty and then it starts with oh that was a really shitty episode of Studio sixty yeah like it's it's yeah it's not real time but it's like no, yeah, it's, no it's not like an unspecified period of time, time in between yeah it's, yeah it's close and then they're like they say like uh, the Macau deal is going through, which is like there's a bunch of references to the previous episode. Yeah. Uh, so now that that's going through, it's going to cost a bunch of money. So they need to uh, cut the budgets that everybody shows, and they need to like get rid of 15 people. Mm-hmm. And I, this is something they do on every TV show where there's a boss. And they're like, we need to cut 15 jobs or whatever. There's never been – like on TV, there is never a boss that's like, yeah, for sure. Here's 15. Not, don't give yeah. a fuck. Like corporate America and TV world are the most like Heartless. you're not taking my guys like <laughs> horseshit. Done. Like yeah, yeah. Uh, so, but that's this, of course. We're like, no way. I'm not giving up any of our guys. We're not taking a pay cut. I'm not doing that. I'm, I'm, I want more money. It's like well, yeah. you, that's not how this works. Like, right. You have a budget, <laughs> and that's you have to work with that, that budget. Yeah, you don't yeah, just yeah. magically make more money somehow. Right. Like you well, fucking cut your. They jobs. come up with the idea. She's like, and it basically this is the pitch. Is like she's trying. Trying to get them to agree to uh, uh, product placement mm-hmm. as a way of funding the show, where they like she comes with the horrible idea of like you got to fire fifteen people or we can do product placement. Yeah, um, and uh, uh, I do have some questions about the product placement thing, where it's like 
is it that bad? Like, I get that people's artistic, oh, it's our artistic integrity, but you're making fucking the worst TV show I've ever seen. That's, I, I wrote that down, too, where he's like, well, we can't be critical and make fun of the establishment if we're part of the establishment. You're on a television network. network. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck you. You like, are well-established. You are the establishment. You're yeah. the comedy establishment. For but you're sure. the fucking establishment. Like, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that doesn't undermine you any more than being on a fucking network does. <laughs> and they make the most ridiculous arguments of like, she, well, she says something to the effect of like, uh, you know how much products, how many products were placed in shows last year? Eight hundred and whatever, or eight thousand, yeah. whatever. How many did you notice? And he's like, none. Uh, and he's like, well, they, they want to then go like, well, we can do these bigger ones, like big signs, so it's not like so insidious. That's bet. Like, isn't that better? Yes. Like, isn't it better to have a big sign and to just have like a thousand things constantly fucking it's, forced at you that you don't know is happening? It is like subliminal shit. I agree with you. Like, I don't think it's that bad. And also, like now that I'm like working on a TV show, yeah. and you have to be, you like, you you can't show brands unless you have permission. Yeah, yeah. It's honestly like. Getting the permission is like easier than fucking blurring <laughs> shit out. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's yeah, just just say like get the permission to do it. They'll give you some money, I mean, and yeah, then yeah. you you just put up. a You're fucking doing the sign. same fucking it's, joke anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah it yeah, doesn't yeah. make a difference. Like it's just yeah, like or, or like for our show because we have to get like sponsors and stuff. Sure, it's like the the ones that like all the creative people on the show want the most are just name sponsorships. It's just yeah, like yeah. we do exactly what we're doing, and it says brought to you by but, this. Yeah, like, yeah. It do- nobody cares, and that's the thing that he's the most angry yeah, about. He's furious she's about like, it. yeah, she's like, how about we? We do like it's like bumpers or whatever. It's like Studio Sixty brought to you by blah blah blah, or like the musical guest is so and so brought to you by fucking Coca Cola. Yeah. And he's like, what? He's like, blown yeah. away by. Meanwhile, you're gonna go to commercial every seven minutes, yeah. right? Like, <laughs> I don't understand. And he's like, oh, but that's part of the cultural narrative. That does it. That's a horseshit way of explaining yeah. the fact that you need money to make these shows happen. Like, right. Like the the only thing that's different is there's like it's not that it's a different deal. It's just that you say it's brought to you by <laughs> instead of cutting immediately to commercial. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah. And then yeah, and then there's the ingenious <laughs> la- like oh the saving great is the so last fucking like, five seconds dumb. of the episode. So Timothy Buffield's like you know how we never we've never. Uh, decided on like a home set uh like it's like oh yeah none of them really worked and he's like a background set or whatever for the yeah thing. for like the like opening credits yeah. or whatever and he's like uh interstitials and he's like you know we we're gonna do the hollywood sign or whatever and he's like what about you know we use the sunset strip and he's like oh i would love to use the sunset strip it's like iconic los angeles but you know it's basically wall to wall wait a minute and it's like really no one fucking thought in this entire time to use the Sunset Strip on a show called Studio 60 <laughs> on the goddamn Sunset Strip. It, I also, like, it would not be an episode of Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip if somebody didn't have a very telegraphed epiphany. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, every yeah, single yeah, yeah, episode yeah. is like, what? what? Yeah, yeah. Like, excuse me, I need to go write this down. There like, there's re- always a, like... Yeah, there should be a moment where, like, that, when he had that moment of, like, but it's, that's all ads, someone behind him should have turned on a lamp and, yeah. then, and then walked away carrying the lamp to be like, oh, light bulb moment. It's the most obvious epiphany they, bullshit. And they have them constantly in this show. Okay. There's at least one every episode in a way that I've never seen a real person have an idea. Like, that is just the how how Sorkin thinks inspiration works. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <gasps> 
That's it. Well, I think and then you're done. he's just chock full of cocaine. So like <laughs> that, that is, is how he, his inspiration yeah. works is he just does a fat rail and he's like, wait a minute, I've got it. <laughs> <laughs> I've solved it. Yeah. And that's literally how they solved it. Like we don't have to fire anybody, but also it doesn't matter because your entire writing staff quit. Uh, that's the yeah, other part also, we didn't cover at all. Yeah. And like then you don't have to pay them. Right? Sure. <laughs> Isn't that well, here's what's annoying. So, like, Rick and Ron take everybody except the British girl, who's, I, if she has a name, I don't fucking they, know. They, like, it. call her the British girl. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, the new black guy. Yeah. I almost said Morris, but I don't think that's accurate. Uh, <laughs> I want to say Darius, but I feel like that's I, racist. I, but I actually I think, think it's pretty close. Okay. It's, but it's, maybe it's not Darius because I'm thinking Hootie, but it sounds like Darius. <laughs> it's it might actually be Darius. It's something like that. It doesn't anyway. matter. Willy Wheels. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, he, they are the only, like, you can keep them and write a show. And may I just add, like, hasn't Matthew Perry just been writing this entire show by yeah. himself the entire time? Hasn't that been the entire reason for the argument between these two? Yeah. Is that he's not letting anyone else get sketches on. So who gives a fuck? Yeah. Like, oh, go. you don't want to do ads? Fire your writing staff that you don't use. Like, <laughs> <laughs> problem yeah, solved. Exactly. But yeah, so they all also, the uh, the fact that, I don't know. I know they're not getting sketches on the air, but they're like, I'm going to jump ship from SNL in this world to yeah. Peripheral Vision Man, yeah, yeah. the Fox sitcom. The, the idea that they would all <laughs> give up these contracts and these like perf- like deals that are, are going to last at least another 20 episodes because they're not yeah. canceling fucking SNL in six to go to, like hope that Peripheral Vision Man <laughs> takes the world by storm. And yeah, and that's oh, the man. other thing too is like there's a, um, I believe it's Ron. Ron is like Ricky's embattled like spouse yeah, like, yeah yeah he yeah. means well like so uh matthew perry is talking to ron and is like basically like this show is not gonna fucking work like yeah. you're, you're, this is not gonna be yeah, yeah. this thing. is gonna stink and you know like you know this is terrible yeah uh and you're like why is it terrible because you didn't write it I mean, maybe. Like, I don't know. Maybe he could have done better, but it's gonna be terrible. <laughs> yeah, and so then we're we're supposed to we're supposed to view Matthew Perry as like very noble. I feel yeah, like yeah, in that yeah, moment, yeah, yeah. and it's like he's still kind of being he's still a dick. kind of being a dick, hundred <laughs> percent. And he has to make that point where like he's leaving. He's like he looks at the screen that they're working on, and he's like, uh, "Descent has an S in it." If you don't, oh, without boy. the S, it's just decent. And like walks off all mad. Yeah, it's like all right, what fucking. <laughs> and it, there is a bit of like really dated shit in these episodes. In the the one we just finished, and then uh, there's a moment where uh, Amanda Peet's like talking to the secretary. Like, yeah, find out if there's any wiggle room in that contract or whatever. And she's mm-hmm. like, "I'll be on my cell." You, there's no need to say that. Like <laughs> everyone's just on your cell. Yeah, like, that's how cells work. <laughs> uh, but there was a time where like that was like a thi- like you had yeah, to you let had people to know. That. Yeah. Uh, but then this is another moment. This the ep- the next episode starts quite dated. Because uh, where'd it go? Here we go. Uh, because it starts with Howie, <laughs> Howie Mandel, Mandel uh, with his soul patch, with his terrible, soul patch and like era his like rock, his like rockabilly fucking pearl oh snap God. or whatever that yeah, shirt is. His like fucking Vegas magician shirt. <laughs> like Jesus Christ. Uh, and he's hosting uh, Studio Sixty that week, and because you know how SNL would love to have such a great get <laughs> as yeah. Howie Mandel. Yeah. Uh, and they do a fucking deal or no deal, like sketch. And even like, and I'll give him a little bit of credit where he's in a sketch. Like, really, we're doing a fucking deal or no deal sketch. <laughs> like, 
But that's the big gag. That was honestly, though, like that was the first thing I've seen on this show that I was like, I could conceivably see that happening on an actual comedy show. Sure. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've of had the all same, the sketches that have happened. I had the same thought 100%. I was like, <laughs> that is, if Howie Mandel somehow managed to be hosting Saturday Night Live, that is the opening sketch. That is they what would they would do. Them, 100%. Not that it's great, but like. But it, it's believable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure. But then also, like, the other thing I thought was funny about that was like, I thought that premise, because like, that could be kind of funny like it, it wouldn't be terrible if i turn on the tv and that was on i wouldn't be like what the fuck yeah, yeah. but then it just ends with nothing like nothing. did you notice that i don't know what the gag they, is supposed they to open be. the suitcase and it's the name of the musical, musical guest like yeah, there's yeah. no gag yeah, there's it's no just joke. over no like joke. it's so weird it's really weird uh so the premise here is that everybody is sick that's like the sort of yes. overall going on. One of the like the the oh everybody's getting B twelve shots and everybody's sick. Yeah, um, which is like a very Sorkin esque kind of a thing of like everybody's got to band together and overcome whatever. Yeah. Um, Although that said, like I do, if like for a behind the scenes sketch comedy show, like this is a premise that I'm interested in because sure. I always wonder that. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, well, what happens? You're all when working there's... very close together. Yeah. Oh, and maybe you're also spending eight minutes spitting water in each other's faces. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I have some things to say about that scene. <laughs> Let's get into it. Uh, so there's a moment where they cut like the he walks into the dressing room or whatever, and they're all like practicing spit takes, I guess, or like just kind of joking around and doing like spit takes. Yeah. Who, who has the best spit take? But they're just spitting in each other's face. They're just like opening, like pouring water in their mouths, and then just spraying each other's faces with water. And oh, this is the funniest thing we've ever done! Like, like crying with yeah. laughter. I was like, at is that what these takes. fucking improv nerds just do in their spare time? Well, that's like I wrote down watching this scene. I was just like, you know, and I don't mean this in a shitty way because I feel like everyone does this when they start comedy. But you know, when you're like you overhear some like open micers like riffing or whatever and they're like dying laughing at shit that's not funny and you yeah, know yeah, yeah. in their minds they're thinking we're doing it yeah. like, <laughs> we're doing it we're comics riffing yeah, yeah, we're doing yeah, yeah. it and like i've been there like i feel like sure. that's a thing that sure. it happens and like god bless you i don't mean that in a shitty way but watching this i'm like that's what's that's going on here. It's like, that. we're fucking doing it, man. Yeah, 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 Comedy. Yeah. <laughs> we're in it. <laughs> oh, it's man. It's so lame. It's, it's so lame. And then, like, <laughs> and, they, and they're laughing in that way that, like, when you were a kid and you were at a sleepover, yeah. and it's like three in the morning, you're delirious, and yeah. you're just, like, tears running down your face laughing. That's how funny they think these spit takes are. <laughs> and, by the way, spit takes save the day. Spit take theater. <laughs> uh, so the... <laughs> The other one of the other parts is, is what's happening in the episode is that uh, they have a sketch on. Okay, well let's back up track a little yeah, bit yeah. because they, the Matthew Perry decides they need to bring in somebody to help the two writers. Yes, uh, the English guy and Darius, uh, the the uh, English girl and Darius, and they bring in. It's the weirdest introduction to that character. It's like, <laughs> do you remember this guy and whatever his name is? It doesn't matter. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I heard he's doing this thing where he like. Translated some fucking oh really God. deadly serious it's play the into most, Dutch. Yeah, you remember the play? Uh, look, I, I think it's look back in anger. It is look back in anger. He translates look back in anger into Dutch, and like that's the what, that's, that's the just joke. supposed to be funny. Yeah, uh, and it's like and, and uh, Bradley Whitford's like, is that 
funny? And he's like, I uh, probably wasn't to the people in fucking Tuscaloosa or whatever the fuck they were doing the, yeah. the play or whatever. And he's like, did you hear his wife and kid died? Like, out of nowhere. <laughs> he literally just goes, hey, did you hear his wife and kid died? And the fucking, what? No. It's like, yeah, a couple years ago, his wife and kids died in an accident. And he's like, oh, you should have told me. He's like, I guess not. And he's like, yeah, so I'm going to hire him. He sounds like a fucking barrel of monkeys. <laughs> who's bringing, and when he shows up, and it's fucking, uh, what's his name from Kids in the Hall? Uh, oh, it was. I didn't yeah, recognize yeah, yeah, yeah. him. It's, uh, I don't McKinney remember his name, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, from Kids in the Hall, uh, the, the bird lady, I can't remember the, the actor's name. Uh, um, he is just like, he might as well just have a permanent rain cloud over his head. Yeah. Like, he's like Eeyore. He just walks in like, um, hey guys, real sad. He's wearing he's like, like kind of angry. Yeah, he has like weird greasy bangs and like I don't know if he's wearing a cardigan or if it just like seems like, like he he's should wearing, be. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah, and he like he says he's like uh don't try your jokes out on me cuz I don't think anything is funny. Yeah, well then you shouldn't be in comedy. <laughs> yeah. This that is such an Aaron Sorkin perpetuating this idea of like the real funny comics are the ones the that tortured are just, ones. just sad and tortured. No, I got news for you. The funniest comics I know when you meet them, they're all fucking funny. They're comics sit around and laugh. Like, yeah, and also and like so that might be fucked up and tortured or whatever in life, right. but none of them are like nothing's funny. Yeah, <laughs> or and like people who are like that are are insufferable and terrible, and no one likes them. Exactly, and like no one wants to work with someone who won't. Who's just a miserable fucking prick. laugh? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're yeah. right, you have to be laughing, or you're not doing it right. Or then why? Yeah, how do I know this fucking like how? <laughs> why would you bring in a stone wall? For me yeah. to bounce jokes off of. Right, It right. just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But he's, like, approaching comedy in this, like, super technical yeah. way where, like, they have this sketch that is about uh, a hot, like, the world's worst criminals holding hostages and what kind of zany shit's going to happen. And he's like, you've got to sell the premise before you get to the punchlines and blah, blah. He's got all these, like, Which also, like, shit. you're hired for a comedy show and you don't already know this. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, I to guess be fair, he, Darius he just was, hired. was just, like, selling crack or something. I don't remember <laughs> yeah. exactly. The, it was Darius some sort was of shit. At opening for Willy Wheels. Yeah, yeah. But, so like, he British lady, know. she's supposed to be, like, from heart. something. Something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should at least know, like, how how to set up a premise in a sketch anything and they don't literally and, and this this and sad man has to like inspire them, them. sad wink <laughs> yeah uh and then and then so they and th- the basically they're not writing anything good the guy goes to per- matthew perry and uh says like they know there's no stakes because you don't let anything get on, on the, the air, air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they need to do their shitty sketch at the dress rehearsal and watch it eat shit and right. then they'll be motivated which i i feel like that's true like sure. that is like, absolutely 100 you, you need to fucking bomb a couple times for yeah you to fucking realize how that works yeah for, for you to realize like what actually is funny to other human beings <laughs> for sure so like i thought that was kind of an interesting like move that but then, lo- that one moment yeah. yeah but then they magically pull it together <laughs> Immediately. And there's not, what's great about this show, and by great I mean terrible, <laughs> is that there is no evidence shown. Yes. Other than like he like they're supposed to like it's not it didn't make it to dress this sketch and it's not going to be in there and they're like trying to figure out what they're going to do for a sketch and fucking kids in the hall guy walks into Matthew Perry's office and he's like they did it and just hands him yeah. like a stack of papers and, <laughs> and Matthew Bradley and Bradley Whitford's like no there's no way a show like that sketch got any better and Matthew Perry's like looking through papers he's like it did you nailed it we're putting it on at 1245 <laughs> boom 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 and it's like what how you can't write one joke 
like two jokes. Write a shit joke and then the funnier version of that joke so that we can see progress. Yeah. Isn't it supposed to be I show, think this don't is maybe tell? maybe as far... I feel like this is maybe the point in this series where Sorkin realized he's not very funny. <laughs> I feel like that's like... <laughs> like Because he hasn't really given us... At least in these two episodes, I feel like he, there are no sketches in these two episodes. No, not like, a there's, one. Except not even for a Deal glimpse. or No Deal. There's a, there's a very short glimpse of what appears to be some sort of Italian version of The Bachelor. Oh, yeah, the Guido. Yeah, uh, it's like, it's which like Nick Cordy, like Guido, who's doing offended like... Offended on behalf of my people by Nick Cordy's terrible impression. I didn't impression. Even know you were Italian. Really? Barbadoro, I guess that Barbadoro, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds people. like food. No, <laughs> it sounds like Pomodoro or something. Yeah, it, it yeah. sounds like, you know, no, I got it you. sounds food-like. It means golden beard, so... <laughs> That's so much better. I'm glad you... I'm very glad you told me that. Um, but, like, his Guido impression is just terrible. Like... <laughs> Sorry, golden beard. Yeah, I feel like that. Like you must have had at least a few like gay theater boyfriends in high school. Is that you at all? Uh, that's For not the... totally incorrect. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't... All right, we can move on from golden beard. Um, yeah, you're hundred. Like that sketch is terrible, but it's shown to show like the fat guy in a drag, and he passes out because he's yeah. sick. Which that poor guy, man, that guy has been through so much humiliation. Poor son of a bitch. And literally, they even make a point. Like Sarah Paulson's like, "Oh, poor baby, drink this juice or whatever." And she's like, "By the way, you passed out in drag. We're probably not going to not make fun of you for that." Yeah. And it's like, yeah, maybe don't you dicks like what an sick. asshole. Like, yeah, very rude. Uh, but yeah, so I also felt like so I've been watching this show has inspired me to watch a lot of The West Wing true. because um, I like to remember the good times. And so, like, at the beginning of this episode, it, it's it's one of those things where it cuts back from, like, current to previously in the week. Yeah, so yeah, It keeps yeah, cutting yeah, back yeah, and yeah. forth. And so it starts with um, <clears throat> Bradley Whitford gets a note on the floor during the show that there's uh, been a murder-suicide hostage situation. Right. That is, they don't, so now they have to cut this the hostage, hostage gotcha. joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because, you know, it's too close. It's, it's too yeah, uncomfortable. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so we get that note, and I immediately am like, now I want this to be a West Wing episode about a hostage situation. Like, I just want, like, Bradley Whitford just got one, the right? note. Isn't there one about, like, uh, it's like a Ruby Ridge yeah, takeoff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, Bradley Whitford just got the note. Now he has to come up with some political policy. Like, <laughs> yeah, I want yeah, that to happen. Yeah, and then yeah, I'm yeah. just like, God damn it. It's just the stakes are we can't do this sketch. But Five the- people are dead. We can't do this sketch. <laughs> Very true, but the, but honest. But I'll be honest. When that when the episode starts that way, and it's like it's like the middle. It's like it's happening during uh, Harvey during, the show. during like Howie Mandel's fucking opening or whatever. Yeah, it's happening like the show started. Uh, I was like, oh, this could actually be interesting to go. We've got forty minutes to write a whole new sketch, rehearse it, yeah. staff it, whatever, and have it on the air. I was like, oh, that could be an interesting story. That is not the story. Yeah. There's very little of that. Yeah. <laughs> they write, they, and they, not only is that not the story in those 40, like in the show, it's also not the story in those 40 minutes. <laughs> they spend so much time, I don't even know what, no dicking around. A lot of dicking around. And then they have to write the sketch in 10 minutes. <laughs> they literally, it's 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. It's literally like, all right, that's it. We got 10 minutes to come back and we'll pitch or whatever. Yeah, you have 10 minutes to think about it, come back, we'll pitch, then we'll write it in 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Uh, um, I, one, of the very, uh, one of the positives of this episode, 
the PA girl, who her name I Yay, don't remember. I love her. She's going to be Matthew Perry's assistant now I'm because about like that. His, her assist, his assistant left to go with Rick and Ron. I was happy about that. Uh, there was a little more Stephen Weber. I was happy about mm-hmm. that because I enjoy his work. Um, yeah, he wasn't in episode nine. I at think all. that's why it's yeah, 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 why yeah. it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the the Amanda Pete story is that base is like she's on the cusp of losing her job. Nobody likes her. The board's like nervous about her or whatever. So they are like, you have to go on a PR offensive and you mm-hmm. need to like do some interviews, go into press, sort of change your brand and your story. Uh, to, by which she does by like just kind of being shitty to that time reporter. Yeah. Uh, although. Some of it's like kind of genuinely funny. She's like a snarky, funny person, but yeah. she's also shitty to him. Yeah. Uh, but I do like that that guy's, even that guy is like, so, nations. <laughs> like, <laughs> even that guy's even like, the sounds time, like a terrible idea. <laughs> the Time Magazine journalist, yeah, yeah, yeah. who like maybe would be one of the only people on earth to maybe be interested <laughs> in nations. Thousand percent. Still like. Really? And really? she keeps and she keeps trying to sell nations by going like there's 194 nations in the UN or whatever. <laughs> it's like I guess it's going to be hard to get TV to all this. Like it's because he's like, who's going to want to watch? Yeah, she's this? like, oh, well, she's we like, won't sell 100... it to Taiwan. Yeah, like yeah, it won't yeah. be bought in Vatican City. I guess. Like, yeah. well, no, there's a not, market. It's I got for the news world. For you. It's not going to be marketed any. Like, yeah, <laughs> may, like maybe England and France, maybe, but like Singapore is <laughs> not going to watch this horseshit. You know who else is going to watch it? America. Anyway, the fucking like, the concept of nations makes me angry, and the fact that I promise you. Sorkin's gonna make that show be a fucking hit by the end of the season. Like, oh my God. by the end of the show, it's gonna be like, see, I told you, people want smart, whatever, <laughs> and only I know what smart is. I, I can, f- I can fucking taste it coming, and it's making me really angry. Uh-huh. Is this also? I can't remember if it's this episode or last episode where she has the development meeting with her, like her minions, and they're talking about like Jeanette and like <laughs> lunch this, pail. It's this. <laughs> I could not stop laughing about lunch pail. It's this like, episode it's because funniest. she gets mad and then goes to Stephen Weber and he's like, "Yeah, because the thing is like, I guess there was a show called Lunch Pail <laughs> that she didn't like. She didn't like. I wonder why. <laughs> uh, and like, she was like, we 'We're not doing that.' And then it was like, why did you bring it back up? And because Stephen Weber was like, "Oh, put it back in development. We want, we want yeah. the network wants Lunch Pail. <laughs> America has spoken. Like, we've been watching uh, episodes, the Matt LeBlanc show." Uh, that's on Showtime. It's like a British Showtime uh, like co-production. Uh-huh. It's pretty funny. Matthew like Matt LeBlanc plays Matt LeBlanc as like posts friends years okay. trying to have a career and blah blah. And it's it's like funny and smart. Yeah. Uh, but and it's like a lot of shit at networks. And their stuff is so much funnier. Like they're like other like shows you don't see. There's yeah, one. Yeah. There's one about a talking dog that like <laughs> takes America by storm. <laughs> Everyone loves the fucking talking dog show. That was one of my favorite like running gags in Thirty Rock was all the fake. Yeah, all yeah, the yeah, fake yeah, yeah, Shows yeah, yeah. were so funny. Like for sure. Yeah, Milf Island is still like the, the funniest. Yeah, Milf Island and Bitch Hunter are the two Bitch funniest Hunter. things on the planet. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, so he basically tells her, like, you know, you got to do this. And then she obviously goes and fucks it up. There's a great moment. Oh, also, the other thing that's going on is that the reporter is back. Kristen Lottie, uh, Christine Lottie is back. And I'm not sure why. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's, it's unclear. Yeah, Just, yeah. She like, can it feels be. like she already wrote the article because he's pissed about something she wrote. Yeah. But and then it's... she's saying during the episode, like, I'm writing an article about this show. So I don't know what the fuck she wrote. I, okay, this is what I think it is. And I actually, there's a point in here that I think is actually interesting. And I sort of wish, I don't know. I I thought, so 
she hasn't written her big article about Studio 60 yet, but she wrote an article where she shit on someone's movie. On, I think, Matthew Perry's movie. Okay. I didn't but know if I it was even... his or, like, a friend of theirs yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. But he's she basically said that something was... She compared something to being as much of a failure as his movie. Right. And he was really upset. And, like, granted, petty, lame, who cares? But he also says, like, why... Why are movie grosses treated like sports scores? Like, why, why are is that people? In the news? Why is that yeah, constant? and yeah, like, yeah. and and they don't get into this, but I do think that's an interesting point because, like, it's it, it's strange to me now that I feel like everyone acts like they're a studio executive, where they're like very excited for things to fail. Num- yeah, but and also like, like big number. But I'm yeah. I'm a hundred percent guilty of that. Like when a movie, like I just uh, I just saw American Ultra over the weekend when I was mm-hmm. in Dallas because I just needed like to kill time before yeah. shows. Uh, and honestly, it was better than I was expecting it to be. It was pretty fun. Uh, but it fucking bombed hard. Yeah. It made like $5 million oh, wow. a weekend. Like, it did not do well. Uh, and people are like fucking on the internet are like, ha ha, yeah. suck it, America. And I'm like, why are you so vested in this? Yeah. I don't understand that emotional, like, I get You it. don't work at a rival production company. <laughs> like, why are you? I get it a little bit when it's like. And this is just a nerd in me, but like a Guardians of the Galaxy, where it's yeah. like, this was so good, no one expected it to succeed, it fucking knocked the, everybody's fucking dick in the dirt, like, yeah. that's like the underdog story that For we sure. like, but I don't understand why I'm supposed to be so mad at that movie, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that I'm supposed to root for its failure, unless it's like particularly shitty, right? like, like, like that fucking, like they made that Anne Rand movie yeah and they're like okay yeah i want to root for that to fail yeah but that's like a political thing right just it's just economic. like it's just strange to me that that's become like a thing that people watch like it's like that is in itself entertainment yeah. is like the how movies do yeah. so i don't know they talk about that i thought that was kind of interesting and then, but for like two seconds yeah yeah and then they're more interested in like his argument that like you quoted a person from yeah. the internet as a source and his name's like Gilbert 24 <laughs> yeah. at and this is so funny at ain't it cool news.com remember when that was like that was like very the, dated the, also <laughs> also very dated but there was a time when they were like just like they were like the villains to like Hollywood yeah like, like fucking uh, clerks no Jane Silent Bob Strikes Back is basically they don't call it ain't it cool news but it's obviously that and yeah they're going to like kick those guys asses or whatever like there's a time where they were like the villains now you fucking ha- if you're releasing like an action movie or a summer movie you gotta fucking be like they're yeah. the biggest thing going it's so fucking funny to me uh, but then later on he's like he says something to her about like, oh, your article went up and people love you because they thought you were funny, even though she wasn't. I mean, she was a little bit funny, but mostly she was a dick. And she's like, oh, I'm hormonal. And he's like, oh, these people make comments. One of them, oh, don't worry about it. It's just some guy named Gilbert Twenty Four. Like he, like that's the callback joke. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like well, I don't. She doesn't know who that is. Like I don't yeah. like that. He's saying that for us. Yeah, it's like, a callback for a conversation they have not had. had. So you're talking like that's just for the audience. It's just a weird moment. Yeah, um, that is weird. There. Yeah. Also, like so. Also, there's the dramatic ending of this episode. That again, she's yeah heavily telegraphed. Like. So, like, I wrote it a bunch of times before I got to the end because, like, at one point, she's she's, she's talking about what would you do if you had a year to live? How would you run your job? <laughs> said, yeah, she said that she when she took this job, she took it, uh, like, thinking in her head, like, I want to do this job like I have a year to live. Yeah. So, like, I don't have to answer to anybody. I don't give a shit. I'm going to do what I want to do and blah, 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 uh, which uh, makes sense, which is why you make fucking nations. Right. Uh, I'm assuming because you want to take the whole network down with you yeah, when you die. <laughs> 
but yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. So and like, so she's t- she says, "I've got to get the network pregnant." That's what she says, which is like the the oddest. I didn't even hear that. Yeah, it's it's a very quick. Did Tracy Morgan write this slide? <laughs> yeah, like, fuck what does the that fuck mean? are you talking about? That's it stuck out because it was so strange. Sure. And then I was just like looking for it for the rest of the episode, mm. and obviously there's all the stuff. So they're sick, and they're getting B twelve shots, and Matthew Perry, the brilliant comedy writer, has the hilarious joke of uh, Bradley Whitford can't get one because he's pregnant. Mm. Like, that's his joke, because he writes the most cutting-edge satire. And he says it, like, eight times. Yeah. Like, a lot. And it's not like if Bradley Whitford had gotten fat. Maybe then. Anything. anything. That where it made a lick of sense. <laughs> but it just doesn't. It just doesn't. It doesn't make Although, any sense. I will, I do find the, <laughs> the gag realistic that a comedy person will not give up on a joke that isn't working and like keep doing it like that i get like that is realistic but yeah it's just like not it's just nonsense it's nonsense it's just nonsense so yeah so he says that a bunch of times she says she's got to get the network pregnant then she faints which is part of this virus is like people are fainting she faints and she's like oh she can't uh, the nurse can't give me a b12 shot and then there's a dramatic pause (laughs) and bradley whiffer's walking away and he like walks back in the frame yeah and they she says i'm pregnant and he says you're pregnant at the same time and then the episode ends and it's yeah. like i guess that's shocking but like i don't care enough <laughs> for it to bit. be like don't <gasps> care even a little bit. unless they are going to reveal that like bradley whitford it's the, the father or yeah. something yeah. but like there's been no evidence i mean of that. they're gonna hook up i think I mean, it has to be right, right? i mean paul sarah paulson and, and yeah. Andy perry so it just leaves them to yeah. unless bradley whitford's gonna start banging that pa which i'd be fine oh with. that'd be great way more pa in this show please yeah um the other storyline that we've completely ignored which is fine but I actually kind of all right. Uh, Sarah Paulson is being inducted into something called oh my the, God. the Fall Staff. I Society. think I just mercifully forgot. Like it was <laughs> my brain doing the show a favor because this is the dumbest fucking thing <laughs> in the show so far, and there's so many stupid fucking things in the show so far. She uh, is being inducted into something called the Falstaff Society, which they never really say what that is. Even. I guess it's like Some comedy sort of com- Mensa. Yeah, I guess. Like. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly <laughs> what it is. It's fucking right. Uh, it's the Friars Club, but for like for people who take themselves really seriously. seriously. Yeah, yeah. yeah, for people that translate fucking look back in anger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so she's like, I need a joke. I'm being inducted on Friday and I need a joke. And Matthew Perry says... Ah, so a, a, a Jewish guy calls his mother and he says, how you doing? And the mother says, fine, I haven't eaten in 38 days. She goes, why haven't you eaten in 38 days? And he goes, oh, God forbid I should have my mouth full when you call. That's the joke. It's okay. It's classic, C- uh, classic, stupid silly Jew. Silly, Borscht yeah, yeah. Jew Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, yeah, why fine. not? Perfectly acceptable for like a dais. You know, you're yeah. not going to do it on stand-up, but whatever. She then apparently, for some reason, is incapable of telling a joke. Yeah. To the point where, so she keeps doing things like a Jewish guy, she's like, a Jewish guy has food in his mouth. No, yeah. wait, that's not it. A Jewish mom calls her son and says, I'm pregnant. And we're like, she just like keeps messing up yeah, the orders yeah, yeah. of this joke for the entire run of the episode. Yeah. She keeps popping back up every so often. That's like her only job in this episode is to come by. And, and I like, will say, a Jewish guy called his mom for 38 years. Yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah, that's- yeah, yeah. It is a terrible, terrible bit made. Only the slightest amount passable by how goddamn charming Sarah Paulson is. You thought she, she pulled it off? I don't, no, 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 no. She did not pull it off. That is way too far of an exaggeration. <laughs> it's a terrible bit. 
However, I would have thrown something at my television halfway through if it had, if been, it had been anybody else. But she does have like a sort of goofball energy to it that yeah. is okay at best. Yeah. But like... She's working really she's hard. She's trying. Yeah. She's fucking acting the shit out of this. Like, she is trying. Yeah. She, I, 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 I give her enough of that, because, like, honestly, if, that, if I was on the show and you're like, here's your bit, I'd be like, well, I'm phoning this in. You can yeah. actually just mic. <laughs> you can mic my cell phone, and I will be doing this for my dressing room, because fuck this. Uh, but that's the whole run of the show, to the point where at one point she's, like, trying to do a different joke, and she's like, knock, knock orange and then somebody's like it's banana you say banana a bunch and then orange you glad i didn't say banana so she's not only on a comedy show yeah she's the most respected female comedian of their generation as we are led to believe by this show she's being inducted into some fucking comedy genius group she's incapable of telling a joke yeah like also she tells a joke in this episode. <laughs> she is. They cut to her. She's doing a weekend update thing, and she tells a and thing. tells a joke, and people laugh at it. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, you yeah. just blew a hole in your entire premise. Like how this this wouldn't make sense for a regular human character. For like sure. this is not. I do think there's a thing. Like I have this where I cannot tell other people's jokes. Like sure. if I'm like, oh, Chris had a really funny joke the other day. Yeah, 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 I, yeah. I will fuck it up and no one will laugh. Right. But that's different than like, like don't understand phys- what a joke is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like and being physically incapable of doing it. Like yeah. I feel like if they had written it down, she would have been like. I, I can't read all of a sudden. Like she just, <laughs> yeah. like she's incapable yeah, like the, of a joke. Yeah, the 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 idea that they're trying to get across is that she like just at her something happens and the wires cross and, and the yeah, signal yeah, yeah, yeah. fucks up and she cannot do it. She's incapable, which again would not make sense for a regular character, right. much less a fucking comedian who the star in, the yeah, yeah. star of SNL who was in Groundlings for years and like this why would you do this to her like <laughs> what did she do why are you mad at her yeah, yeah. yeah for sure I was very angry at that uh, that being said I think we're good okay, uh, cool. anything you need to plug what do you got I mean the, obviously um, the show you said September 14th or 20th this comes out tomorrow okay so um, come 22nd. see both Chris Cubis and I oh, at yeah. uh, Spider House Ballroom on Monday, August 31st, uh, Doors at 8, show at 9, and uh, you might be on television because we're using it for the show. Yeah, yeah, so come to that. That's going to be fun. Uh, I am going to be, well, I'm in Canada this weekend for Odd Block, so come to that if you're in Winnipeg. Uh, otherwise, I'm in Oklahoma City, September 30th. I am in Dallas, September 20th? <laughs> I don't know. Look on the internet. Uh, I'm hosting the NBC Diversity Showcase for them. Uh, and oh, cool. then I'm doing a chair. You know what? Actually, I do want to bring this up because this is for charity. So let me let me check the date. Cool. Uh, yeah, we're, I'm doing a thing called Last for Kids. It's this charity that... Oh, uh, at UT? At UT. Yeah, and they yeah. donate like shit to... Uh, to... Uh, like impoverished kids in India, he raises a bunch of money. It's a good t- cause and whatnot, and it is on September eighteenth. Fuck, I really milked the shit out of that. September eighteenth. <laughs> if you're in Austin, come to that. We'll make some money for kids. Uh, we'll see you next week. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>